as far as someone's a spokesperson who has these connections into the hospital units who can help provide more legitimacy and break through some of the noise of, of the hemp space because, as you mentioned, it's so convoluted, so complicated. So many people in this industry have products that are quality, some are not, but there are a lot of organic, clean products, but a lot of them don't have data. And what's yeah. exciting her and exciting me about this is that data. And now it's just getting out there and educating the masses that there's a product that can really help people out there. From the Pod Connect Studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are joined by Michael Shear, the founder of Arbor Hemp. Michael, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. It's good to be on and wearing a different hat this time, but I, I always appreciate you having me on, on the podcast. Yeah, well, like you just said, you were here a couple months ago, and we primarily focused on your other company, Higher Celebrations, and particularly the, the um, birthdays. And we didn't really have any, enough time to really talk about Arbor Hemp, so I'm glad you could come back and give us an update. There's a lot of hemp extract products on the market today, but Arbor Hemp's products have been clinically proven that they actually work. Can you talk about the research behind your products? Yeah. So it's interesting. No, no. Clinically proven is we're told by our attorneys to say clinically studied because hemp itself and the whole industry is under a microscope. So I've spent a fortune with, with legal and compliance to make sure that everything I say is vague enough that we're not going to get you know penalized, but also still can, you know, showcase the value of the, the clinical research that we've been leveraging. And so prior to the pandemic, I launched Arbor Hemp as a, just a generic, really organic, beautiful, you know, quality hemp product and made some products. And then 2020 hit as I was launching and I just backburned it. Luckily, didn't have a lot of inventory. But during the pandemic, I, I was working with a group that had raised some money and, and had got this oil from the Himalayas. And the story behind this oil is, is amazing. And it went through clinical research, basically for efficacy and safety around you know, liver organ function. But the study results were so robust that they're like, wow, this product can help with a lot of things. And so not surprising because hemp has a lot of value. And we've, we've heard a lot of anecdotal stories. We've seen some preclinical animal studies and then very small studies, mostly out of Israel and other countries as well. But essentially, when I read this, you know, study and the raw data and, and the analysis of the statistical analysis of, of the numbers, I was floored the fact that we actually had a double-blind placebo-controlled study with 125 participants with real data yeah. around sleep, weight loss, inflammation, pain mitigation, and, and anxiety or stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw and that it, it's the non-placebo group had significantly less inflammation and the, there's their their sleeping was improved and there's a few other things that I, I was like wow it's hard to deny this yeah i mean what it what it means to me is that you know we want to raise more money to do a proper it's called a phase three study so obviously i worked in clinical research before i got back into the cannabis space and you have your preclinical studies which are mostly animal then you have your phase one which is to test on healthy humans and phase two is to test on a larger group Phase three is a much larger, so you start getting more and more data for a longer amount of time. And when you see after four and five weeks, people's deep sleep increasing by 200 to 300%, 
when you see 61% reduction in hunger and 50% reduction in anxiety, general you know, lower reliance on OTC, over-the-counter pain meds like Tylenol and Advil, there's something there. And on the weight loss side too, the fact that the average person lost 9 to 11 pounds and they were not asked to change their diet or their workout regimen. Now, obviously, this cannabinoid mix has CBG, CBD, CBDV, and THCV. And THCV is being tattered as this kind of weight loss miracle cannabinoid that curbs appetite, kind of the reverse munchies, so to speak. And we saw people having a reduction in cravings for sugary foods or food in general. So inherently, you're going to change your diet if you stop craving some of these sugary things. It's fascinating. And I read this data and I was like, I want to rebrand, relaunch. And if you look at our site, arborhemp.com, you can see that I take branding very seriously, but also I take the data, the science, the partnerships, and the research and positioning of that product very seriously as well. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I read the research and I was like, wow, <laughs> everyone needs to know about this. I also saw a, a press release that you are kicking off a, a line of co-branded products. Can you give us some more information about that? Of course, happy to. And it's, it's very timely. We had the press release go out about two weeks ago. So going back to one of the trade shows in Las Vegas, and one of my business partner's friends brought me this woman named Miko Perez. Now, Miko Perez has a, been in the cannabis industry since 2009 because her son, Joey, who had autism, wasn't eating. So she was one of the first women of color back in 2009 to start providing Joey with medical cannabis, and he started eating and gaining weight. And from that point on, she became a, we call her healthcare, autism expert warrior mom for this plant. And in California has been working with lots of patients for many, many years, creating her own protocols, working with hospitals, working with elderly care facilities. And she's been on Good Morning America, as well as the doctor show. And She's really carved her name in, in this industry as someone of who's very legitimate. And when I gave her the product last fall, just I didn't really know her background as much, but she came through a, a good friend, one of my partners, and I was like, oh, wow, this woman seems to know a lot about yeah. the industry. And about a month later, we connected. She called me and said, Michael, like I want to be part of your company. I have lost weight. I didn't, I didn't want to call you until I was making sure this is real. And... But this, a big part of this is that the, the hot flashes she was having were gone. And in the study, we had weight. We had a sleep enhancement. We weren't testing a, a cohort for that. And so since then, I've given it to a few friends who are having a similar issue with hot flashes. And several have come back to me and say, this is absolutely helping me. Nothing else I've tried is working. I don't know what's in it, Michael. So again, this is not something we were talking about, but she came to us after that and said, I want to join this company. I've been in this industry for 14 years. I've never put my name on a product. I've never been as excited about a product as this. And I think it's time because I want to have a product that's clinical research. And there's been nothing in the industry for years like this. And so I feel like she's a uh, the missing link to our company of what I've been looking for as well as far as someone's a spokesperson who has these connections into the hospital units who can help provide more legitimacy and break through some of the noise of of the hemp space. Because as you mentioned, it's so convoluted, so complicated. So many people in this industry have products that are quality, some are not, but there are a lot of organic, clean products. 
but a lot of them don't have data. And what's yeah. exciting her and exciting me about this is that data. And now it's just getting out there and educating the masses that there's a product that can really help people out there. I think it says a lot that she was willing to associate her name with your products. I think that says a lot about her confidence in what you're doing and, and the, like you said, the research behind it, it speaks for itself, which is in her case, probably essential for her before she would be willing to put her name on it because she has a lot of people that, that trust her and she does not want to violate anyone's trust. I think that says a lot about the product. What products are available in that line? So we had built a line of soft gel pills. We have a sleep, a slim formula, and a daily formula. I've talked to a few physicians that wanted to be able to provide this for things like anxiety and, and inflammation. But when it says sleep or slim on it, people are like, I don't want to sleep better. I don't need to lose weight or I'm not trying to lose weight. And so the messaging has to be more clear, even though we know that it works for these other opportunities the data was so robust around this formulation that we decided to launch a daily formula. We do have tinctures as well, but we're not phasing them out per se, except when you look at a dosable, trackable product, it's sometimes hard to have a tincture. And you look at mainstream pharmaceuticals, you don't have tinctures of vitamin or Advil or Viagra. You have proper pills that are dosed. Yeah, And so for children, there may be opportunities for that down the road, still doing that. But for right now, we're focusing on more of the, of the pill structure, the soft gels that come in a push pack. They're, I think, hermetically sealed and they've got the little foil yeah. on them. And that's what we're trying to really get into more of these pharmacies and even dispensaries and educating people on you taking X number per day based upon the study or based upon desired outcomes. Yeah. It makes sense. It, I mean, I'm more comfortable taking a gummy than I am with a tincture. I think most people feel that way. It's just more universally accepted or understood. You mentioned phase three clinical and how expensive that is. Have you, have you, or are you thinking about possibly doing a fundraise? Yeah, because this oil is brought in through our license opportunity we would either raise money to co-brand the study, to do it together, to license the data. For me, the biggest thing is, is marketing spend too. So we're trying to drive some early revenue with, with Miko at the helm of our kind of the new face of the company. And with that, to go back and, and raise, call it a proper series A. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say what it looks like, but let's call it a, a million, a 10 million pre or something of that sort where I can really drive some new revenue through both B2C and, and B2B traffic on the website, and then marketing to distributors, to chiropractic, to massage therapists, to pharmacies, being able to educate people on, on this product. And similar with other products I make, when you have a novel product, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, a blessing and a curse. It's a challenge and opportunity. It's a challenge because it's novel. It's opportunity because it's novel. And so... I think another phase three study, we have some amazing groups of physicians in the you know millions of physicians who we have tied into our groups that I haven't pulled the trigger on because I want to have more data, more money, be able to execute it the right way. But when the time is right, we have some pretty powerful people in the healthcare space to push us out to and start driving awareness. 
And mm-hmm. unlike other opportunities, education is a huge part of this, but also we can't be making claims if people are going to be selling this for us. You have to be basically saying what's on the side of the package. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are just based on this conversation are much more curious <laughs> about, about the opportunities here. And I, I'll make sure that the links are in our show notes. So if anybody wants to either take a look at the products and maybe purchase some of the products or even reach out to Michael about his plans for the future, just click the links and I'm sure Michael will, somebody will be able to help you with that. Michael, always good talking to you. I have a feeling we're going to be talking again in the very near future. So everyone keep your ears open. We'll, I think we're going to have Michael back on again because we have a lot of new exciting things coming down the pipe from your team. But thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me as always. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.